Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays took two out of three against the New York Yankees. Was hoping for that beautiful sweep, but alas, it did not happen. It seems like deja vu all over again, right? What is bittersweet? What does that mean? We're, uh, we're going to learn again on this episode what that means. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, as we mentioned in the open there, the Rays take two of three from the New York Yankees at Tropicana Field. One a blowout, another one a, a close uh, nail-biter that they get away from. And then game three on Sunday, uh, you could very much make the case that uh, they got robbed, they got jobbed a little bit. But, hey, they, they won the series, so they, they gained a little bit of ground, but they could have gained a lot more ground with that sweep, unfortunately. Yeah, when when... Starting the the series, there was the potential of being three games away uh, from the first uh, place Yankees. You win the first one by a landslide, and boy, was that fun mm-hmm. to be at the Trop on Friday evening. I had a blast. It was such a good time. Saturday, tremendous. So now you're smelling it, the actual reality that, yes, you could be three games away from the Yankees, and yeah, were you robbed on that last pitch? There's a there's many different camps that you can be on if you're a race fan. Number one is uh, 100% uh, that was a ball jobbed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The second camp would be that's too close to take, Gandhi. You need you to protect. You need to, you need, you got to protect, man. Uh, that's another camp. And then the third camp would be hey, that's 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 the way that it rolls. Yeah. And I think Kevin Cash is on the third. Uh, camp he's like look uh it's not just that one pitch that that made us lose and you gotta kind of agree with uh with camp number three like yeah does it suck yeah should he protect maybe but on and at the end of the day like you can't just rely on three two bases loaded two outs in the bottom of the net to come through like you had 26 outs to play with and unfortunately, you couldn't because Frankie Montez apparently just really likes pitching very well against the Rays only. Right. Evidently. Um, yeah, a couple things there with the Yandy Diaz situation. I guess Vic Carapaza just isn't going to make anybody happy, either in the Rays dugout or the Yankees dugout. Now, Yandy Diaz, you've got to be able to protect there for sure. And that credit to the pitcher for making a really good pitch. Credit to the catcher for framing that pitch. And also... I will say this, uh, Yandy Diaz should probably deserve a little bit of a benefit of a doubt considering he might have the best strike zone judgment and plate discipline in all of baseball. At least he's playing like that and showing that as of right now. So, and that wasn't the only other bad call that we saw, but yeah, the Rays had other opportunities. I mean, didn't the, the Rays not waste or squander a leadoff double from David Peralta earlier in the game? You get nothing 
out of that. Yeah. So can't just blame that one situation there, but man, it really would have been nice to uh, go home with uh, a sweep there. Uh, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So looking at this game, or this series a little bit, Ulysses, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, what did you take away? What did you really appreciate about what the Rays were able to do over the course of this series, or maybe what the Yankees were not able to do? Uh, you know what? I should just rename them. We should temporarily rename them the New York Judges because it's Aaron Judge carrying that team. Like His, his shoulders, his back has to be killing him as of right now. Check Aaron Judge for a herniated disc or five because my goodness, you're right. It's just it's just him. It's just him. So the Rays were really getting the Yankees at an opportune time to get that elusive mm-hmm. sweep. Both both last both consecutive series, you were so close to going back to back sweeps against the New York Yankees in their place and then yeah. back at yours. So if I had to take one thing away from from this game, it has to be the pitching. Yet again, the Rays pitching staff just shows up and just like the half of the whole season and 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 doesn't let this offense even though it is in a slump, it is still they still have good players and this is where I want the Rays bias to kind of drop a little bit, that is a good lineup. It's not producing like it should, right? They have good players. Okay. They have good players with pedigree. Um, and, 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 and yet the, the race did what they needed to do to a slumping lineup, which is put them down nine, zero. Perfect. You shut, you shut them out two to one. Great. Fantastic. You, you Kluber was just terrific. And then in the last game, the, the bullpen, it was basically a bullpen game. I know Yarbrough did his thing with for two and two thirds, two and two thirds or three and two thirds. I think. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but Sean Armstrong, three really big innings in back-to-back outings mm-hmm. for the first one, of course, when Shane McClanahan was, uh, was scratched. Then this one as well, Sean Armstrong looked like the weakest link and right. yet he has been stepping up lately. And by lately, I mean like his 10 last outings, another guy who looks like maybe we don't carry him into the postseason because of his struggles in his last 10 outings, Colin Poche, you know, yeah. Showing up, friend of the pod, doing great. So that's good to see. So if I have one takeaway, it's the pitching staff, man. Yeah, it's it's funny because you look at the Yankees and I have, I guess there's myriad reasons why the team is struggling right now. It certainly doesn't help the pressure of the media market, the pressure of the ownership, the pressure of the fan base. But you look at that roster and the guys that they are relying upon to produce in mid, late August, September, into October. Look at their ages. Josh Donaldson, 36. Matt Carpenter, 36. DJ LeMahieu, 33. Uh, Rizzo, 32. Aaron Hicks, 32. Giancarlo Stanton, 32. Higashioka, 32. 
I think that has to be a little bit taken into account is the age of some of these guys as you get into the later end, later half of the season. And maybe it was just a case or just a case of these guys running out of steam. Baseball is a young man's game. This isn't 1998 through 2004 steroid era where you can be 37, 38 and feel like you're 25. You're 36. You might feel like you're 40, 41. Yeah. In this day and yeah. Age. And, and I, lo- I love that you said that because that's kind of been the, the flag that a lot of Yankee fans have been, have been screaming during this extended slump, like bring up the young guns, yeah. the, uh, the Oswaldo Cabreras, the, the Oswald Peraza's, the, the, the Florio's, uh, the Esteban's, uh, that's, th- those are who they want to replace these old dogs because they're not producing right now. So why not give the young guys a, a, a shot? So it, from what I've seen, Cabrera defensively, <laughs> he's going to be a thorn on yeah. the side. Peraza, apparently the the the, the pop is real in, in AAA. In the last 53 games, he had like 14 home runs. So maybe that that can develop even more when, when he uh, grows up and learns MLB pitching. But that's, that's who they have right now. And I, I think the fact that they're leaning on the old ones – so much i you haven't even uh, mentioned ikf but i'm pretty sure right. ikf is also uh, like either 30 or 29 like he's no spring chicken either so uh, look if they keep doing that perfect that that's that's to the benefit of of the rays and 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 i would i've said this before the the season that it's a bad omen for the red Sox and the yankees to start being really smart in the front office because that mm-hmm. takes away from the the edge that the Rays have. But in this scenario, I don't know why they're not being smart uh, with taking out some of that that the the old guys, yeah, maybe that are slumping so so badly. Yeah, it could be one of those in betweens too, and it might be uh, an off season exodus. Like I'll be really curious to see what they do. I'm not sure necessarily his contract status, but I'd imagine he has at least a year or two left on his contract. But and they might not even be able to get anything decent for him, but Josh Donaldson, Josh One Donaldson more. with his inflated contract, and he's given you a 679 OPS. And all he does is he does more bickering than, than hitting and, and jawing. And you know what? It's kind of crazy. Like a guy with that career that he's had an MVP, three-time all-star, two-time silver slugger, major league player of the year, 45 career war and he's relegated to doing this stuff. I I think he's a little bit of a, again, this is just me. I have no inside knowledge, but I get the sense that he's a little bit of a clubhouse cancer. I mean, look at it. He's been on five different teams in five years. I, again, you can have all the talent in the world. And we say this so much, so many times in this podcast that I'm pretty sure the, the, the loyal listeners that listen to us Monday through Friday, uh, are like, oh man, you're going to say it again. I'm yeah. going to say it again. This is a job. Right. This is a job. It can be a fun job, but it's a job. Nobody likes going into the office or if you're in the remote world, nobody likes logging in and having to chat on a Zoom chat or in a conference room with the guy who just thinks he's all that and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like nobody likes that guy. Nobody. Right. They, they put up with him or her. But it's no fun. It's no fun. And 
five teams in five years. That's no coincidence, man. Yeah. That's not like, oh, that's so crazy that you – no, that's that's legitimate there. Right, and there was that whole dust-up between him and Tim Anderson, and depending on how much you paid attention to that incident, uh, the Yankees players didn't back him up at all. And Josh Donaldson called them out for better or worse, saying he was hurt that they didn't have his back. So – is a little bit of a problem. I mean, you look at, we're not lying here. Uh, since 2018, Toronto, Cleveland, Atlanta, Minnesota, New York, five different teams since 2018. And it's so funny because Josh Donaldson, just like Aaron Boone, like the Yankees are supposed to be, uh, above everybody else and have class and you can't have facial hair or a mustache or I don't know if you're going to met you you have to have the pinstripe there there's this aura of oh we're we're better than you but they're pretty low brow in in terms of how they act on the field no yeah no 100% and, and Sean Armstrong's not trying to hit him yeah. there are you kidding me are you kidding me by the way cool uh, Christian Betancourt Go, getting in front of him, just having Armstrong's back, like, mm-hmm. dude, I, I, <laughs> I said it. I, I think we both did when when that trade went down. We we're like, yes, this is good. We love this trade, but it has just exponentially increased the 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 love that I have for this this player. Like, he is right. really good. Like, not really good in the field, but I I like his persona and that like that. Just like we're talking about Josh Donaldson, clubhouse cancer. Christian Betancourt looks exactly the opposite. Like he looks like your boy. Like you, yeah. you wanna? Oh, something's about to go down. Christian Betancourt is gonna have your back, and he had Sean Armstrong's back, and that's really cool. And there's also, um, you know, just like this is locked on f- baseball brawls here. Mm-hmm. There was a camera shot right behind home plate. I don't know if you got to see this, but when the 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 pitch came in. Josh Donaldson goes down, starts bickering. Bethancourt goes in the middle of it. And Taylor Walls and Isak Paredes started inching closer before the, 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 the dugouts went in. Love that. Yeah. Have your boys back. So good on Christian, good on Taylor Walls, and good on Isak Paredes. Absolutely. Um, and that's big for – if. if that's something I would expect Mike Zanino to do. Like if you're a catcher, you have to take on that onus in that role for sure. Um, so what they did, uh, what the Rays did, they did make up some ground against the Yankees and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The Rays remain five games back of the Yankees in the AL East. So I will ask you as of this recording on the evening of September 4th, I'm not going to say, will the Rays win the division? I'm going to say it differently. Will the Yankees win the division? Yes or no? Um, man, uh, the, the Rays fan in me wants to just tell you, no, they won't. Because I believe I've, if you're a Rays fan and you saw what 2011 uh, was and what had happened and ultimately what what occurred in game 162 if you mm-hmm. were alive and you and you saw that thrilling ride there's no way that you don't believe in baseball magic yeah there's just no way like and, and if and if you live through that and you're staring at the standings and you say no way that's a hundred percent impossible then man go touch some grass uh like I got, that's what i gotta tell you turn off the screens turn off the the statistic machine and the fan graphs odds 
turn that off for a little bit. Yeah. Go outside, barefoot, touch the grass, look at the sky, look at the trees, go listen to some birds singing, be in the real world. Things can happen, man. And so I will say right now I'm optimistic. I am <clears> going to say yes, the race have a shot, or no, the Yankees could not win the division. Right. But it's so tough, though, because like you need it to be three games away with a matchup with three games left. Yeah. That was going to be huge. Now they've they've really got themselves in in a pickle. Now the the Yankees have a four game series starting tomorrow against right. the Twins. Okay, mm-hmm. they have no off day, and then they meet the Rays. Yeah, the Rays on the other hand have a three game set with the Red Sox Thursday off game, and then they go to Yankee Stadium, so they can have a little bit of a rest day. Though if the arms are used against the Red Sox. They can have one day to settle in. So right. they have that advantage against the Yankees, which apparently the bullpen has been, like you said last week, uh, been put together by scotch tape and, and bubble gum. Right. The advantage is race. But yeah. again, it's really tough to sweep at home like we just witnessed. It's going to be really tough to sweep the Yankees yeah. and the Bronx. Although you could almost flip it and say there's also a lot of pressure on the Yankees to take care of business at the Bronx because I feel like that fan base could turn on the Yankees or certain Yankees players and there's even more pressure for them at Yankee Stadium conversed with playing at the Trop. Oh, I like that a lot. Like, I mean, Hicks is going to hear it. Yeah. Hear it. IKF is going to hear it. Josh Donaldson is going to hear it. Yeah. Oh, the only that. one that's not going to hear it is Aaron Judge, but he'll hear it, but in a good way. Exactly. Like, and, and, and again, f- 53 home runs, it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> what this guy's doing. Like, it's, it's stupid. It's yeah. And credit, credit to Jason Adam for getting out of that pickle. Yeah, you give up the solo shot to Aaron Judge, but coming back and not letting that ruin the outing or ruin the outcome of the game was huge because there's a lot of guys that would falter in that moment. So. Yeah, no, and and if we're throwing out names uh, from the weekend, Jeffrey Springs, my goodness, yeah. great, and I that I, again the Josh Donaldson interaction with the uh, oh well, yeah. no you won't you won't throw me a, a fastball no you won't it's like dude I threw you three yeah and you couldn't do anything with them by the way in the next five minutes you're gonna make two errors right but you 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 worry about yourself good job oh, Jeffrey Springs yeah it's so bad it's so bad. Again, he just I do not like Josh Donaldson like at all. Like at yeah, all. Yeah, he's well, I don't think his teammates do either, quite frankly. So I, I think it could be a case of the Yankees like have to get peanuts for him in return if they decide not to bring him back. Like that's a that's a tough situation that you have to deal with for sure. Now, um, not to get into we're not gonna do necessarily a, a preview here for Red Sox and Rays, but uh the Rays are facing the Red Sox, who have won five in a row. They swept a four-game series against the Rangers, and then they won a game before that. So they are coming around somewhat, I mean, depending on the, the level of competition. But still, five-game winning streak does give that squad momentum. What I'm curious about, though, is by the time the Rays face the Yankees again, that would be next Friday, correct? Correct. Or this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. This coming right. Friday, will Wander Franco be in the Rays lineup? Because he begins or was set to resume a rehab in AAA Durham on Sunday. And yeah. that yeah. 
that might be your, I mean, obviously that would be your X factor, assuming that he feels good, healthy, and is back to his, you know, what the expectation level for a guy that signed a $182 million deal. So having him back in the fold would be huge. And I also would be curious to see what do the Rays do with their roster complexion? Who do they send down? or release in that case, like, do you send down Vidal Bruan? Do you send down Jonathan Aranda? Do you give up on you Chang? Do you send down Paredes? Do you send down walls? Do you, I, I don't think they would do this, but you could technically release G man Choi. You have a phantom IL situation like, and, and it's something that may work itself out, uh, yeah. depending on, you know, <laughs> we've seen it before we, Oh, we got so many guys. How are we going to fit them all? And then, you know, two guys go down with some crazy injury. So that's possible too. Yeah, look, first of all, uh, Wander Franco on Sunday night's game, I don't know if you saw what he did. I did not. Two for, two for four, one RBI, one walk. I mean, I didn't see. I'm just looking at the box score. So this is box score. Um, box score bingo. Box score bingo or box score uh, analyst here. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for right. Franco. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know if one, two, three f- games, three games would be enough for them to say, okay, you can you can join the big league cl- club. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Like a week after being gone for almost two months, that's kind of not um, proportionate. But let's say yes. They, on Friday, they go like, "Look, man, there's, yeah. we need you here better than the Durham Bulls need you. So come up on Friday. That would be a very, very sexy acquisition." Yeah. Into the second point would be like, "Oh well, who do you send down, huh? bro? Jimon Choi has been MIA since like June 25th. Like, go send so, out Phantom IL." Phantom IL, go take care of whatever is happening uh, to G-Man Choi. And then they're like, oh, well, there's too many middle infield. No, we saw Jonathan Aranda can hit. Jonathan Aranda can take your walks. Jonathan Aranda will make mistakes with the glove, at least the second base like we saw him. Maybe, oh, we're putting a lefty DH guy on the Phantom IL, G-Man Choi. Could we maybe put a lefty guy... DH guy in that mm-hmm. spot, like Jonathan Aranda. Hmm. And maybe, oh, everybody loves Taylor Walsh's uh, glove. What's not to love about his glove? He's amazing. Well, put him at second base. Defensive if, replacement. Uh, yeah. Gives a give shortstop to, to, to Wander. Yeah, I'm not sure how many um, with Wander. So if he played Sunday, he could play. I don't know what Durham's schedule looks like, but if they've got a game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday when the Rays have an off day, he could, that'd be, what, five rehab games, maybe get 15, 20 at-bats. I don't know if that's enough. We'd have to see. I mean, they have a Monday night game against Scranton, then a Wednesday night game against Scranton, and then Thursday night game against Scranton. Okay. So, he could potentially have four games under his belt and there's a, uh, an off day on Tuesday. So he could potentially have four games under his belt. And then they can be like, you know what? Meet us uh, in the big, big apple. They could. They so can, the, uh, the, the rays are playing in Scranton or the, the bulls are playing in Scranton. 
No, they're playing in Durham. Okay. I was going to say that'd be very convenient to, hey, you don't have to take a flight or anything. Just make a little taxi ride or take an Uber. How how, how close is Durham? I mean, North Carolina, right? So like what, an hour and a half flight? Oh, yeah. Man, I'm not a travel agent here, but it it (laughs) wouldn't be crazy, uh, I don't think. You're not a travel agent, but what would uh, the person getting Wander Franco's bags in New York sound like? If they were from New York, what would they say? You hey, can Mr. take Franco. that. <laughs> that. That's that's it. You don't have anything else. No, I'm 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 leading you on to the the New York accent. Oh like, no, I'm not doing know. the New York accent. I no? I embarrass myself enough with the Neil Neil Solon's impression. Um. So yeah. So that'll be hey, a Mr. Franco. Here your bags. Hey, your bags. There we go. You're you're getting it. You're getting it. Okay. So that's in uh that's an ongoing development for sure now you're at the game on friday right mm-hmm. what yeah, was the atmosphere like what was the the percentage of raised to yankees fans just uh take it all in for you know give us a, a lay of the land if you will all right uh it was like around 60 to 40 race fans okay but my goodness i never told enough and we've had this argument before I don't like how race fans, most race fans just chill during the game. And I know we've, yeah. we've had this back and forth. Like, look, it's their own. It's, it's their baseball right. experience. If they want to chill, they want to chill. I get it. Yeah. But when the 40% is louder than the 60%, that annoys me. That annoys me because yeah. then it feeds the narrative of like, oh, they don't even have fans. The Yankee fans right. are more. It's like, no, I'm there. I can literally see that there are more race fans. They're, but we just have a – race fans have a culture of like we're in, under the AC. We have five-dollar uh, Bud Lights and and Budweisers at the at the Budweiser porch. You know everything's cool. Raymond's right. nice. DJ Kitty's cool. There's the jumbotron. You know, I feel like the culture is not there for race fans to just be loud and wild. Right. I feel like the Yankee fans have that in them. Is it because they're from New York? Is it because they're Yankee fans? I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's a mixture. But that's that annoys me. There are more race fans and they're louder than us. Um, yeah, and that annoys so the players fun. too, I'm sure. The the, the raised players on the field when they yeah, have to deal with it, that. Of course it, 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 it would. But no, it was it was super fun and you know I'm not the chill guy. Yeah. I will say my stuff. Man, <laughs> Saturday morning or driving back, uh, I had no voice whatsoever. I, right. I, I laid into him. Every time Jeffrey Springs either struck out or got judged out, I just I completely went mental and said, Oh, Tani better than you. Oh, Tani's better than you. And, you know, I, I, I kept uh, Hicks too. I was like, Hicks, come on, you're a bum when he struck him out. Like, I, 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 I have. Uh, I have fun at the game and I think people yeah. should join in on the fun. And the Rays uh, or the Rays fan base or just people who plan to go to a baseball game on Friday, Saturday or Sunday uh, as we had that little fun wager of will that three game series draw more than 60,000 fans combined. They did in spades. I mean, they drew close to 64, 65,000 over the course of the three game yeah. series, nearly 18,000 on Friday Nearly twenty-two thousand on Saturday and a sellout on Sunday, twenty-five thousand plus. Pretty good. That's what you're looking for if yes. you're the Rays. So, anything else that uh, we should mention or tie up from this three-game series against the Yankees? 
Michael Walker, Rich Hill will face the Rays in this Monday-Tuesday uh, game. It'll be interesting to see if the Rays can stop that hot streak from the Red Sox, just like they did. They, yeah. they stopped uh, the race uh, six-game winning streak, so hopefully we can repay that to, 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 the, race, uh, the, to, to the Red Sox, or at least they can. Mm-hmm. We, we won't be playing. Um, oh, also, we do have something to say. We will have no episode on Tuesday, people. You loyal fans, thank you so much for, for all you do and your feedback. We won't be live on Tuesday. We will come back on Wednesday with a mailbag episode, which we will be recording in around five minutes' time. Yes. Um, and then go back on Thursday and Friday with Evan Klosky. See, we're taking our – we're switching around our Labor Day – weekend a little bit we wanted to throw the monday episode out because it was so fresh following the yankee series and we take a breather on tuesday and we'll have another episode for you on wednesday which is our mailbag episode of course thank you for making the locked on race podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on wednesday